All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What's What BR. Today we have Dakota Willis from Youth Oasis. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Brandon? Um, it's beautiful weather outside. Can't complain. Yes, so. yes. My dog has been sunning herself all morning, so if uh, only. Right. Yeah. If, I, <laughs> if, I, if that could be, you know, the story for my day. Right. Yeah, a whole nother world. Yeah. So tell me, what uh, for people who don't know you and don't know Youth Oasis, what's the uh, short version? Short version is I'm the executive director of Youth Oasis, which is a youth services agency. We've been in the Baton Rouge area for 20 years. And what we do is we provide housing and resources to transition age youth that live in supervised care settings, such as child welfare, i.e. foster care, or juvenile justice, uh, juvenile detention. And so uh, they come to live with us before they are returned back to us as neighbors and uh, while they're with us we teach them how to be good neighbors and how to live um, not necessarily independently because no one lives independently but we do teach them the skills that they need to be productive citizens and that's driving all those good things and um, we this year are moving uh, to our next level of support for 18 to 25 year olds with uh, rapid rehousing, transitional housing and emergency shelter. No. So is that we were talking before you guys have a new place opening? Is that kind of where that falls or? So yes and no, Um, not a new place. We're still going to be on Acadian. What we're doing is we have transitioned our model to be more uh, in line with best practices, which is to have our younger kids, which is the 16 to 21 in supervised care, live in homes in the community. And so we've moved the kids from Acadian um, from a more congregate care to independent uh, individual apartments or small homes, uh, less than four kids to a home. And and at Acadian, we will host the emergency shelter for young adults only, 18 to 24. And so uh, in addition to the the emergency shelter, we also have the drop-in center. And that is open for the entire range of 16 to 25-year-olds. And they come, it's a no-pressure environment. They don't have to do anything, but they can come and be safe and be themselves. And in the process of uh, experiencing that safety, and some recreation and rest uh, if they there are people on hand to connect with them and provide services if they need it, such as washing clothes, taking a shower, eating a meal. And if they need somewhere to stay, they can stay with us uh, for a short time while we get them into some uh, more robust networks of support. Have you seen an uptick, I guess, with COVID over the last year and a half, a down, you know, or has it been pretty much the same? It would seem to me maybe about the same, like it, the need yeah. doesn't change. No. You know, it's there. The population that we serve come to us because of um, the structures that are in place already. And so when anything shakes the, the normal structure, it is always going to disproportionately affect those who have the most at risk um, and have the most to lose and who are unable to uh, navigate 
in those supportive structures and youth uh, youth are a population who uh, who are disenfranchised from those systems of support for various reasons. Um, and so the need is pretty steady. Uh, it does increase in pockets. And what I mean by that is it always increases during this time of year. Uh, it increases over the summer. And if uh, the, the correlating factor there is that's usually when kids are out of school, kids are graduating uh, or kids are out of school and um, those needs increased then, but there, it wasn't an increase in, in need because of COVID specifically. However, it did have a, a impact on our younger, our older adults, older young adults. And these are the ones who uh, for all intents and purposes are considered adult, they're 18. Um, and so they were directly impacted by a lack of access to work. Uh, lack of transportation and their income plummeted. And so there's an increase in them uh, not being able to find housing or stay housed because of that. They're trying to, to get their economic status back up. And how is that, uh, how about you guys as an organization? I've talked to a lot of, you know, nonprofits and a lot of groups. It's been tough, you know, it's, and hard to, you know, get, you know, the funding and be able to keep things moving. We've got, uh, I think you guys are participating in Giving Day coming up pretty soon. And so yes. is yes. that a big thing for you guys? Did that help you guys? Were y'all part of that last year as well? We or? were part We were part of it last year. This year, we're going to uh, participate a lot uh, more uh, in it because we have more pressing needs. And we have more pressing needs because we now have more ways to assist the kids. And one good thing um, or bright side of COVID was it gave us the space to be very, very creative in how we provide services. And that also allowed us to expand a couple of our services. And so participating in Given Day, what we're focused on asking assistance for is, of course, to we're almost there to open that shelter. We just got to get across the hump. And so we're asking for donation, uh, financial donations for that. We also always need donations um, for furniture, since we're moving into community homes, we need uh, living furniture and uh, living room furniture. And um, we also need, uh, we call them care kits. What that is, is each individual, each youth that comes to us, when they leave, they can take everything they got with them. Um, because again, we didn't provide you help if you have to start over when you leave us. And so that means uh, bed linens, towels, uh, cooking utensils and appliances, uh, laundry baskets. And so we have to replace all of that every time a kid leaves because we take it with them. If they need the bed, they can take the bed too. And so we uh, are constantly needing uh, donations for that. We also provide uh, transportation vouchers to get to work. And um, we are opening a parenting home for youth. And so for our kids who are parents, they uh, often need childcare. And so we provide assistance with childcare. We also provide uh, grocery stipends and things of that nature. And so these are all things that can be provided for $500 or less um, for a, a youth. And so that's what we're raising our funds for. That's, that's the focus this year. 
Yeah, it's the things that most people don't think about, right? The little yeah. thing. Like you've got to, there's, to make an egg, you need a pan, right? Exactly, exactly. And this is it's not a, a, a positive uh, topic, but unfortunately with the recent hurricane storms, that's one aspect that uh, people don't always realize when it comes to recovery. Um, you often have to start completely over and you don't realize everything that goes into living and all the things you've acquired over time until they're gone. And uh, for our youth, they never had this to begin with, right? And so uh, they need all those little bits, spoons, knives, forks, the um, carrier that it sits in, in the drawer, like little bitty yeah. things that you just don't think about. And they're not expensive at all, but it helps uh, it organizes your home, it organizes the day, and it allows you to to just participate in life. And so that's those are the the things that we provide. We provide the the small, small, small things that uh, contribute to daily life for our kids. And so, yeah, I can remember as a kid when I moved out for the first time, you know, and then it was going to the grocery store and then shortly thereafter seeing you know, my mother, you know, within a day or two, I was talking, I was like, did you know how expensive milk is? Like, oh my God, milk's expensive. You know, <laughs> I'd never bought milk before until I had to go buy it myself. And then I remember, you know, it's like you said, that first moving out, it's like, well, wait, I've got a bunch of laundry. I need to carry it to the laundry room. Like I need a basket. I like, need a laundry basket. Yeah. And detergent. And then, oh wait, dryer sheets, because my Clothes are crinkly. What is happening? Like you know, you, know, yeah. you don't. It's the, you make food finally, and it's like I've got leftover. Boy, I have no Tupperware to put it. Exactly. In. What am I going to put this food in? Right, and so you know, a, a lot of that. There is the 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 challenge of it, of course. Um, but for our, these kids, I have already uh, the first formative years of their life, the, the, that time that was meant to learn all these things. They've had to do it in a condensed amount of time, and they also uh, are recovering from trauma, from family separation or homelessness, uh, neglect, and abuse. And so, uh, if there are people or a person that can provide uh, something that you already have access to, but may not think is uh, necessary. It's just one more reason for them to stay in the community because you know what people care about me. Somebody thought enough to give me a dish rack, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's not a big thing, but somebody knew I was going to have to wash dishes and I need somewhere to dry my dishes and I don't have to just, have wet dishes sitting on the counter, you know? It's, it's, um, that reminds me of a story. I remember a, a uh, won't say his name, but he was a, uh, he's a singer now. He's pretty, uh, he's made himself a name. So I wouldn't say, but he used to tell me when he lived in LA, you know, he would say he was, you know, people would say they're washing their dishes. He's like, no, I just had a dish. I washed a dish, you know, one yeah. every time, you know, that's yeah. all I had was one dish. And that was my, that was a thing. He's like, I still carry, you know, have it to this day to remind me of, you know, what it was like, you know, yeah. people take, for, he's like, you take for granted when you got a stack of eight of them and you don't have to wash it after every time you use it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me, can people, do you guys take not only obviously the donations with giving day, which are helpful, but from a, 
if somebody's got like the old dresser or, you know, mm -hmm. the old couch, you know, is there, can they get in touch with you and say, Hey, do you yes. have a place to bring it? Yes. And so uh, we have a storage unit. If uh, we can't right now, we're, we're actually, we're actively outfitting houses. And so if they call us, our main number is 225-343-6300. Um, they get in touch with uh, Miss Jackie who's our wonderful office assistant and she'll coordinate that uh, pick up and drop off. And if we need to get a truck, we can figure that out some kind of way. We usually have a good group of volunteers who come out and help us move that kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, they can give us a call to uh, negotiate uh, dropping off stuff if they need to. There we go. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing some great things in the community. And yes. the community needs to kind of step and help you guys a little bit to continue it on. So Yes, yes. So with Giving Day, encourage everybody to go take a look. Um, what is it? Uh, I've been telling everybody that the money that you save on Black Friday, mm -hmm. you have to go back and spend it on Giving Day. Exactly. That's the way I've been doing it. Exactly. <laughs> so, so if you got 50% off. Yeah. Run that total in your head. Realize yep. how much you save. And then that's what you, you know, on Giving Day, go to the website, 225gives.org. Okay. Yes. And yes. then... They can find you guys on there, have some information. They'll yep. talk about what you've done, a little yep. more details. They can call you if they've got any questions. Yep. Happy to answer. Um, and it's for a good cause. It helps. You know, it's it going it, it's impactful at the end of the day. It's a little more than the usual. So. It's impactful. And all of, all of most, most, I say all, I hate to say all, but I, I do believe it's all. We all work together. And so if all you have is a small amount, you can divide it amongst all of us. We work together and we leverage those donations. And so don't, you know, feel like you have to pick one. Uh, spread, the, share the wealth. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I've said with Giving Day. The thing that's so nice about it is it's the $5 and $20 add up and make a big difference to everybody. Really and too many times people want to help, but, you know, it's, they feel it's, you know, I, I don't want to go and drop off $20, you know, at this business. It's like, well, now you can giving day, you can lay on your couch and do it. We so, love $20. <laughs> well, look, I always tell everybody you got more important things to do than sit around and talk to me every day. So I appreciate so you coming fun. and telling us kind of what's going on and, you know, how we can help. Love to have you come back, you know, and kind of give us an update, especially. I think it's, things people need to remember you know i think yes. we're i don't think there's anybody that would disagree with what you're doing but it's a matter of reminding them that you need help to continue to do it so, absolutely so it's well i appreciate pleasure. it we yes. will track you down and we'll do it again sounds so, good thanks Brandon. have an awesome day you also all right